Alright, so, hey everybody, it's MZ. There is, uh, could be a little bit of road noise. I am doing the podcast while taking a road trip. So I have some, some place to be many hours from here, and I felt I would go ahead and take advantage of the time. And why not make a po- podcast? So here we are. So the ideas that have kind of been coming at me lately, one that I did want to kind of share, because I really think that this, this could, uh, this could change the game for some people. So as I've been going through this last year, with a lot of self-care, a lot of self-analysis, a lot of reflection, there's a lot of different things that. I'm learning that I didn't know before. Now, one of the things that I have found absolutely fascinating, and at first I didn't quite grasp what it meant when it was revealed to me. And this isn't some big secret. Uh, It's really logical if you think about it. But there are stories in your mind that you tell yourself every day that are not true. These stories affect your behavior. They affect how you deal with your relationships. It affects how you function on your job. These stories that are in your head that you're using as the guidelines for your life, a lot of them are not true. What do I mean by that? Well, let's take for an example that you get into an argument with someone, say a loved one, and they're saying their side of what they have a an issue with and you're saying your side of what you're having an issue with but are you really listening to each other I mean think about it in the heat of the moment are you really interested in the other person's perspective most of the time not most of the time I would posit that we we want to be heard and the last thing we want to do is listen to someone else so in that mindset we are not very open to facts we are being ran by emotions now our emotions are very powerful emotions can be used for a variety of different reasons but they can definitely be used as fuel to ignite your engine of creativity or they can be used as a bludgeon to beat somebody about the head and shoulders as you criticize every move they make and every decision they've made and everything they've done okay so emotions we have to get in control of your emotions otherwise 
we're just running around here screaming and yelling and not making any sense. So back to the stories. So you're in this argument. You're not in the mood to listen. You're wanting to be heard. You're wanting to tell them and you want them to hear you. So sometimes you'll get louder and you'll start screaming, right? Is any, does this sound familiar to anybody? So during this whole encounter, your brain is picking up all kinds of signals. Maybe they're making an angry face. Maybe they're making a sad face. Maybe they're saying things that are offensive. Maybe they're saying things that are hurtful because we know that they're true and we know that we've been misbehaving. Whatever it is, we're processing these emotions and these signals and this information and we're forming a story in our mind. Now, you may, you may want to say, that, well, that's, that's truth. Those are facts. I'm, I'm, I'm taking in the facts. Well, sure. You're taking in the facts, but then you're processing them through your lens. You're processing them through your life experiences and through your information that you've gained that may not be 100%. Who knows where, I mean, it doesn't matter where the information came from. The point is that it's in your brain. And now, through these interactions that you're having with other people, particularly, say, this, this argument, your lens that you're viewing this argument through is different than the person that you're having an argument with. And what's even more interesting is an observer to this whole encounter has a totally different lens too. So they're seeing something and processing it in a way that's totally different than the other two of you. So what does this mean? Well, so when, when we say in our mind, man, he's lazy because all I ever see him do is sit on the couch. That's a story that we're telling ourselves in our mind, right? Because in our mind, people who sit around are lazy. Now, we didn't see the 12-hour shift that this guy put in or gal put in working at a maybe say a department store with some bitchy customers and a boss that is never around so then you have to pick up the slack and people calling in and so you that particular guy even though he's or gal that's sitting on the couch they busted their ass all day they ready for a break now yeah there's stuff that needs to be done at home we got dishes to do, we got vacuuming to do, we got dogs to walk, we got all kinds of stuff that we all have to do in our lives, right? But do we ever think that we're the only ones doing anything? Has that thought ever crossed your mind? It used to happen to me all the time. Man, it used to bug the shit out of me. I would be, I'd, I don't know, I'd walk by say the the kitchen sink and it was filled with dishes for instance that used to be a pet peeve of mine it still is i like to have a clean sink 
I mean, we have a dishwasher. Just put the dishes in the sink or from the sink into the dishwasher. How hard is that? But everybody's got their own thing that they're doing, right? So, but in my head, I was saying, well, everybody's lazy because nobody will do these dishes except me. But the problem was I wasn't asking anybody to do the dishes. I was just in my head assuming, hey, maybe they'll see these dishes and they'll think, oh, I'm going to do these dishes. Now, who's going to do that? Nobody. I did, though. <laughs> so in my head, I had this story in my head that everybody around me is lazy because nobody's doing anything. I'm the only one doing anything. Now, early on, when our kids were young, we used to have chore lists. It was scheduled. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew what their assignments were. Everybody knew what day they were supposed to do it. Now, it didn't go with clockwork, but at least there was some structure to it. Now, the past few years, as the stories have been building up in my head about all these lazy people that are around me, I'm not communicating with them that, hey, uh, would you mind doing them dishes? But then whenever I started in my head, when I took a moment and I just kind of sat down for a second, I said, okay, why is this stressing me out? Why is this... Why are the dishes <laughs> triggering me to be so upset? Because that, that shouldn't be. These are dishes. This is not a life-threatening. This isn't going to... Uh, I mean, yeah, you'll start to get some moldy dishes, but, I mean, come on. It's not that big of a deal. So what was it? Well, again, it was in my head. I had this story. And if you want to start adding up facts, sure. All I ever saw was nobody doing the dishes but me. So, of course, I'm going to instantly think that, or over time, think that nobody's doing anything except me. When, in fact, every time I said, hey, would you mind doing the dishes, the dishes got done by somebody else, not me. But all I had to do was ask. Now, refer back to the previous uh, arrangement where we had a list and we had assignments. We haven't had that in years. And as a matter of fact, there's uh, people that have moved in and moved out. The kids aren't all at home anymore. So that whatever that previous assignment list was is, is no longer even valid. Hell, some of those chores aren't even, you know. So here I was getting all upset when it was me that had dropped the ball. I failed to put together the list and make the assignments. And then all I would have to do is follow up on the assignments. Oh, hey, I noticed you got the dishes done. Thanks a lot. Here's a gold star. Or whatever. And imagine the sense of harmony. Because now we have people that are cooperating together. They're not just running their individual races. They're actually trying to cooperate. Right? And that starts to build a little bit of unity in the, uh, in the mindset. Right? Don't we need a little bit more of that? And a little bit more unity, you think? So... With that unity, that leads me, perfect segue, man, it's like I've done this before. It leads me into the major part of the topic. So the stories that we tell ourselves. So if these stories are false, and if these stories uh, have been formed through the lens that we have, what if we cleaned our lens? Or what if we changed our lens completely? got a new telescope or got a new set of glasses 
So that because yeah, oh, those of you who wear glasses now, my vision is getting to be terrible. I I noticed the other night I was trying to read uh, something off of a box and it was kind of dim. Just had the 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 side lamp on and. Man, I had to adjust back and forth this object in order to get those those letters to uh, to queue up <laughs> in my brain because they just they were blurry. Anyway, so yeah, clean your lens, man. Maybe maybe the lens needs to be clean. So how are you going to do that? How do you how do you how do you change the story that's in your mind? Well, you tell yourself a different story. Now I'm not t- I'm not going to try to shine you into thinking that. If you keep telling yourself you can fly, someday you're going to fly. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, what if you decided that instead of everybody is lazy, everybody is helpful? Or let's let's not throw it out the blanket. Let's go with an individual. Let's just say you had a really bad argument with an individual, right? And I mean, it's just, it was infuriating. What you came away, there was no resolution to this. This was, this was war. I mean, there were words that were said. There was, there was vitriol spewed. It was, it was an absolute knockdown drag out verbally. Okay. Not talking about physical altercations. If there are, you need to work on that. But I'm just talking about, because sometimes those wounds can be worse. Because emotional and mental scarring, it takes a lot of work. For those to heal. Whereas your body is naturally going to just heal a cut or a bruise over time. That's the way your body works. But for some reason, these these emotional traumatic experiences stick in our mind. I don't know why. It's very bothersome. But let's explore a solution. So you've had this argument with this individual. You've come away just absolutely furious. And you intend to rain down whatever <laughs> whatever uh, pain, suffering, and horrendous uh, whatever uh, negativity that you want to you know, heap onto this person for this exchange that was uh, not very good. So, try this, just for a second. Now, meditation helps a ton with these kind of situations, I find, I have found. Uh, I will not go too deep into my meditation regimen on this episode. Maybe we'll do a meditation episode. If anybody's interested, send me a note. Uh, if you're curious about meditation, because I was, I, I wasn't really curious. I didn't give a care about it until I did. And then now that I, I do it and do it regularly, I love it. It's fantastic. It's for another conversation, but meditation helps a lot. So meditation helps me to clear my mind. It helps me to kind of to get a point of reset or get a point of a starting point. So if it is a situation like this where I really am triggered out about something and I want to try to try to get it sorted out, yeah, so we'll we'll take a few minutes, a couple deep breaths in and out. And uh, 
you know, just get a quiet spot, try to try to clear my mind, try to find that that place of peace to where that I can kind of really analyze this situation. And so then I'm going to run through in my head what what is it that I'm upset about? What got me upset? Or who got me upset, right? And and then I'm going to kind of unpackage that. Now you can do this written, you can do this in your head, you can do it however you want, whatever's comfortable for you. But it's the, the process is what we're after here. The process of pro- essentially processing these emotions. We're not going to stuff them anymore. We're not going to hide them in a box. We're not going to save them for later. We're getting rid of them. Okay? And so the better you get at this, handling and processing these emotions... This is cleaning your lens. This is going to change your perspective. You will no longer be focused so much on your own as you will be on others. You won't be focused on trying to be right about something. You're going to be focused on getting what you want out of this exchange. And 99% of the time, it's not about being right. So we figure out what it is that triggered us. What is it that that upset us? Then what is it that, 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 what was the situation? So this person or this thing is what I'm upset with. And then this is the story that I'm telling myself. So then you just run through it, go through it. Even in your your head, if you want to record a a vocal voice recording of it so that you can listen back to it later, if you want to write it down however you want to do this but it has to be processed now if you if you get to like grandmaster level of this it'll happen on the fly it's just, it happens as soon as the trigger points happen you're you're already processing but most of us we we haven't been taught this we haven't been trained in how to process our emotions we've always been just told tough it out suck it up buttercup you remember that one all right, that's all re- well and good, but I guarantee you the guys who are using those, they're an emotional freaking mess. In the, the, the horror show that goes on inside their brain of self-doubt, of self-criticism, of me against the world, none of that is good. None of that is healthy, and none of that is productive. All right, so you got to process these things. you got to get rid of it. So now that we've determined and and gone through the story as we see it now it's time take a couple more deep breaths now what is it you really want okay you had this argument with somebody over something what was it what did you what did you really want to get across and then just explore that go deep go as deep as you feel comfortable doing because in the end, that's what our goal is, is to get what we want. All right? So let's just say you determined, man, all I wanted them to do was let's go back to our, our dishes. I just wanted them to do the dishes. Well, did you ask them to do the dishes? Well, no. I, I told them they were a lazy POS for not doing the dishes all the time. Oh, Okay, well, 
can you see how somebody might have gotten upset by being called a lazy POS? Well, yeah, but there are lazy POS. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Tap the brakes. Are they really? Again, you don't know how their day was. You do not know what they've been through that day. They don't know what you've been through. But if you were the one who initiated this encounter, fault is on you, my friend. There are better ways to approach these things. The phrase, you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar, comes to mind. Because that's the truth. People don't like to be yelled at. People don't like to be told that they're lazy POSs. Even if you think they are, that's your story, not theirs. Okay? So, now that we've determined what we want, for us, what do you want for them? Obviously, you've got to want something for them because you approached them with this whole encounter and conversation and argument. Well, I want I want them to I want them to do the dishes. I want them to see dirty dishes, and I want them to just do it. I want them to just okay. Well, that's very unrealistic. All right, because everybody on this planet has things going on in their head, and they've got things they're doing. Even a monk whose life is dedicated to prayer and meditation, what's on his mind? Prayer and meditation. So he might walk by the dishes and not pay attention because he's focused on prayer and meditation so just because somebody did not do what you would have done in a certain situation doesn't mean that they're a lazy POS it just means that they do things differently than you is this making any sense alright so once we determine because that's really again we're looking for a win-win always win-win-win if we can we want all wins. Everybody to win. But not everybody can win. But in this particular case, let's see if we can find one. So, we've determined what we want out of this exchange. We've determined what we want for the other person. And then this interesting thing starts to happen. We start to get a clarity. That, hey, maybe I did kind of jump the gun here. Maybe I did approach this in a way that wasn't very productive and then we can just really figure out how to get what we want and get what the other person wants because it's possible I swear to God on my life it is possible for everybody to win in a scenario such as this so Now let's go back to thinking about these stories that are in our head. Now, what if, what, what stories are running around in your head about you? Do you call yourself a lazy POS? I hope not. That's so, that's not very helpful. All right? You are not. 
I will be the one to tell you right now. You are not a lazy POS. All right. Now, maybe you may you may have some motivation issues. You might have some issues with procrastination. That's a big one. I mean, that's always been one of mine. I'm, I tell you what, I if I would have executed on every idea that I've ever had, who knows where I'd be right now. But procrastination is your enemy. But it's you, right? It's not somebody else. It's you. So it can be fixed. Holy cow, there's a lot of road debris here. Like somebody uh, lost some some of their belongings. All right, so procrastination. Yeah, so this is a you problem. This is something that you can fix. But you have to want to fix it. And that's like with anything. If if there's a if there's a habit you want to get rid of, if there's a area that you're living that's not serving you, all these things, it's up to you. Now, some are easier than others. If your area is not serving you, um it's as easy as getting in your car and heading off into the horizon or getting on a bus if you don't have a car or whatever just get out of there now where are you going i don't know that's up to you but don't don't there's no traps we're not none of us are prisoners i hope none of us are chained now if you are a prisoner listening to this hopefully you've got um, good uh, you've been good and maybe you'll get some time off soon i don't know but anyway aside from those situations most of us are not prisoners we have the freedom to roam and but we confine ourselves don't we 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 do turn us we can turn ourselves into prisoners how do we do that well by limiting ourselves remaining in situations that limit us remaining in relationships that limit us so, in the end, we are the ones who can change that and make it better. But we have to want to do it. So, what if you want to do it, but you still don't see a way out? Well, every case is different. That's, that's, uh, that's a fact. Everybody's living a different life. Everybody's got different experiences. But for the most part... Our biggest obstacle is ourselves. Our biggest enemy is ourselves. We human beings have a tendency to criticize ourselves, to doubt ourselves. And to sometimes just be outright mean to ourselves. And it's totally uncalled for, but it's totally natural. I don't know why it is. It's really kind of a cruel cosmic joke. But I'm telling you, you can change your story. All you have to do is want it. 
and then explore options and then execute it's not going to be easy it never is things that are worth it are never easy have you heard that phrase before that's about one of the truest statements that I know so you're going to have to put in the work you're going to have to really make an effort to make the change so I can give you a description of me a year ago so my me a year ago this was just pre-covid uh, or not yeah because our kids it was they were on spring break and they extended spring break for a week that's the first time that's ever happened and then they just didn't go back to school it was online from there on and it was wild I mean th this was none of this was in our control none of this was we had asked for it was just heaped upon us but we had to figure out a way to get around it we had to figure out a way through it we had to w figure out a way to live with it because that's what we're all doing now right is living with it some of us better than others so yeah we were in a in a pickle of a spot now work-wise i mean i'd been coasting for a bit i'd do a job or two a year that was a pretty decent size and then that would fill me in and uh, then we would just work off of that those resources until they were depleted and then we would begin the panic and then we would start selling everything and <laughs> has anybody been through this and it's uh i mean but now had i been promoting my business regularly had i been uh, keeping my methods of communication open with my customers and customers that i had had in the past and hadn't done work with and just you know, reconnected with them i mean it's not that hard to, when you've run a business for so many years you you've got all of this information you got all these customers and but again i just didn't have a, a real desire i was just kind of put myself in pause on neutral <coughs> and so but all around me the world was on fire there was this global pandemic that nobody knew how to deal with we were everybody was wearing masks there were you can't go to work anymore certain people you can't go to restaurants anymore it was just it was a mess now I could have uh, just you know turned on the pity party and cried myself uh, through all throughout 2020 but I didn't I decided that I had allowed myself to get into a position of scarcity and a position of fear and I was not going to be there anymore I was ready to get out of it now did that happen overnight no this has been a, a solid years effort and it's there's been ups and downs there's been successes and failures just like with anything that you try to do but I guarantee you today I am physically fitter than I was a year ago by about 50 pounds and I'm not lying and I, I'm not doing some crazy diet. I'm not doing... I, I do a work uh, walking routine in the morning with calisthenics. I eat a green... I have a green smoothie every day. Most days. About 95% of the days between now and then. And... 
I meditate and I try to work on my mental health and I try to just encourage others and try to live a just as modest a life as I can. Now, I still travel. I still go do things. I still enjoy an adult beverage. I still enjoy cannabis. None of those things have I allowed to get to an excess that I did in times past. Drinking especially. I used to not really drink to excess as a younger person I did, but as an adult, whenever I started drinking again, it was more of as a curiosity. But then when you turned around and, you know, you're day drinking, you're solo drinking, you know, that starts to get kind of weird. So, but you, if you recognize it, then you can put a stop to it. But if you're just going through the motions and that becomes your life, then, well, at some point, you're going to have to recognize that this is not serving me. Drinking all day or smoking cannabis all day. I mean, as big a fan as I am of cannabis, you can definitely just sit there and smoke yourself away, and that's no benefit to anybody. Okay, looking at it as a medicinal, just like any other prescription medicine that you would get, yeah, if, if you just started pounding prescription meds, yeah, your body's going to go through some major issues. So, anyway, all those things I felt like I had under control, it was the motivation. Now, you could say that some of that stuff doesn't help with the motivation. That's for a different episode. We can definitely go into that, and I would love, if anybody wants to talk about that, I would love to do a point-counterpoint. So, shout-outs to y'all. Hit me up if you're interested. But, aside from that, the cannabis in particular was helping me to process a lot of things that I had been struggling with. It would allow me to get into a mindset to where that I could really explore some of these feelings and ideas that I had struggled with for years that were really barriers that were holding me back. And so it gave me a little bit of expansion in my mind, giving me a little bit of different perspective. So that's how it worked for me. Again, we're not talking about smoking myself all day long. This is, you know, just in a not really even microdosing, but I definitely do weigh it out. I definitely do make sure that um, I'm trying to be responsible about it. So but all of this is, is, is all new because, you know, there haven't been studies on this substance to the degree that it needs to be. Now, there are now, now that the legalities have been pulled out of the way, but it's definitely something that can give you some benefits. This isn't me telling everybody to smoke cannabis. This is just me saying, hey, as the science comes out and it looks like something that may be able to benefit you for whatever reason... Um, pain management, anxiety, depression, all these things, it can help. It could also make it worse, but so can any other medicine. So it's a tired argument. The, you know, the stoner, useless stoner that just sits around and watches movies all day. I mean, that's not even maybe 20, 30%. Again, not saying it's not fun to get a good burn down and just chill out and watch a movie. Definitely can be very enjoyable and it's very healthy to do so you got to cut loose every once in a while folks if you're not cutting loose no wonder you're so uptight but for the most part whenever i will 
whenever I'll have, you know, one of these things that I'll really do want to kind of just work through, the cannabis does tend, tend to help a little bit with me. Not saying that's with everybody, just saying that's with me. So back to the stories. So we're telling ourselves these stories over and over in our head. You see what I did, though? I'm telling myself a story about cannabis. What stories are you telling yourself? What behaviors in your life are you justifying through a story that you've held on to for years, maybe even decades, and that story isn't true? So I'll give you another example from my life. So there was an incident that occurred maybe 20 years ago, I guess. And it was an argument that I had with a person. And I came away with that believing that that person did not care about me. That that person did not want to see me succeed. And that that person had no interest at all in my success and man that was terrible because this was somebody that I really cared about a lot now I didn't that wasn't the last interaction that I had with this person I still worked around him regularly but in my head whenever I would come to, to a challenging situation instantly in my head well don't go to him because you know he didn't give a shit but that wasn't the case but that's what I told myself. And this went on for years. For years, I'm talking. That that this person that had been a very, I don't know, kind of a sounding board in my life, but that I had come away from this argument thinking that, well, so much for that. I, I guess I got to find a new sounding board. And that's what I did. And I, I, so I didn't cut the person out of my life, but I definitely, the the relationship had changed. Now, I don't think that was their intention in the argument, but that's what happened. Does that ever happen to you? Now, when I finally was able to process through this and analyze that story and really figure out that I was the one in the wrong, and, man, there, there, was, a, there was a period of uh, a brief period of grief that I felt very sad for the years that have been wasted on my part that I had allowed this whatever it was to to get in the way and I never did never even attempted to correct the story in my my mind with this person individual I could have just gone hey man I came away with this thinking this. Is that what you meant? Now, to a lot of people, that scares the daylights out of them. To actually approach someone and said, hey, I got the impression this. Is that what you mean? Now, why is that scary to some people? Well, because it could be confirmation that what you're thinking is true, that that person really doesn't give a shit about you. That's horrifying, especially if it's somebody that, is like in your inner circle who wants to find that out so human nature is that we'll just avoid the hell out of it we're just like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there not gonna not gonna poke that bear 
right? And then so maybe next maybe next time I talk to him. And then it's next time, and then it's next time, and then it's a year later, and then it's two years later. And then next thing you know, you are missing out on possible fruits that could have been born through the relationship with that person. But because of your insecurities or because of your fears, you didn't, you didn't address it. You left it alone. You just let it hang there. And hang there it did. Boy, I tell you what. So, now in some of these things, they're not repairable. Or at least it's going to take a hell of a lot of effort. I mean, if you were just an absolute ass, some people don't put up with that. Rightfully so. They shouldn't have to. Now, when you lose somebody in your life, and it was your fault, um, that's kind of one of those you do got to get over it. Don't ex- you can't put it on the other person. It's not their fault that they feel the way they do. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Maybe they haven't been enlightened like you that, you know, processing through these things is helpful. They don't want to have anything to do with processing anything about it. They've already processed it. You're a dick. They don't, they don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. So you can't push that on them. you got to just move on. Now, there's a fantastic movie that was referred to me by my sister, which was referred to her by my brother. The movie is called Warrior, just simple, Warrior. And this movie is absolutely fantastic. So it's a fighting movie. Well, it's about fighting. It's about mixed martial arts, if you're familiar with that. That's the guys who get in the octagon, and they kind of a no-holds-barred. I mean, it's not like boxing where it's only punching. There's kicking, and there's grappling, and there's choking, and there's all kinds of crazy stuff that these guys are doing to one another. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to watch sometimes. Uh, it's pretty uh, painful to watch sometimes when they just get knocked the heck out. But the um, the movie is about a guy who is very troubled. It's Tom Hardy is the main is this main character, and he's very troubled. Had a very rough upbringing. Uh, went into the military. Had a very terrible encounter out in uh, the Middle East, and. He just he doesn't look like he's doing too well. But he's a fighter, and he wants to get back into fighting. And so that's the story. But he's also he's got a dad. And so he, his dad was his coach, but his dad also was a dick back whenever he was a kid. And alcoholic and just abusive to his mom and just real bad, just a bad guy. And that's played by Nick Nolte. Now, there's another brother that uh, is thrown in the mix as well. And so this movie really does a good job of showing this interaction between these three men who have each been carrying an enormous amount of weight, emotional weight, in in these stories and in these occurrences that happen. Now, by referring to these as stories, I'm not trying to say that when some, if somebody punched you in the face, that you need to reframe that story as that you, you punched their fist with your face. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is most of the time when we get into these arguments, when we get into these heated, it's 
there is more than one side and we're only looking at our side that's the problem we're not we're not able to process what's going on in the other person's head now we again we get these visual cues we see the fist coming towards our face to, so to us that means this person's angry so but what got it to that point is what we need to figure out so yeah in the movie the father has tried to change his ways he's been going to AA and I guess he's I can't remember exactly but he'd been he'd been sober for for a while and he was rightfully so he was proud of himself but the damage that had been done was too great and and the one son had wanted nothing to do with him and then the other son only was using him as as for his coaching ability because he knew he was a good coach but all the rest of it he didn't want a dad he didn't want to know this man he didn't want to love this man he just wanted the end result which was the training he wanted a motivator to to keep him going to build his fire so he could go in and just destroy stuff and he does dude he comes in the very first fight he knocks this dude cold out just like bang again granted it's a movie but man it was pretty impressive and and he just walked right out and you i mean if the movie had just started with that it might have been harder to believe but when you see the intensity that this guy's hot guy has and the anger that he has tom hardy did a bang-up job i'll have to look back in and see if he got any awards for it he really did a good job nick nolte as well plays the oh just heartbreaking you know this this uh, father who's uh, treated his his family so poorly his wife ran away and, and left him and took the kids and yeah it was just it's, it was really a tough shot a tough movie from that perspective but how many of us have that kind of stuff in our own lives how many of us are running around with relationships that are not functioning properly loved ones that we may be estranged from for whatever reason something to think about because in the end the people that we gather around us here on this on this life can have a major impact and a major influence on our trajectory. So if we surround ourselves with people who are negative, constantly complaining, constantly looking for excuses, well, don't expect to uh, rocket your way up into the stratosphere with your career if you're surrounding yourself with that kind of negativity try to seek out people who are encouraging people who will listen when you have an idea that you want to share people that will share their ideas with you people that seem to have concern for others 
those are the kind of people you want to seek for and you want to surround yourself with because those are the people that are going to build you up those are the people that are going to serve to strengthen your resolve to where that whenever times do get tough you're not going to have just this echo chamber of all the negativity in your head plus all these people that are surrounding you talking all this negativity you're you're actually going to have some positive folks around you and that's really what we all need now the negative people we can help them we can save them it can it, it can be changed but it has to be a want you can't force anything so if you do have a couple of those negative people in your life that you really do love and you really do want to see the best for just keep being a good example eventually it's going they'll come around you know and when when they do start to feel down you know maybe cheer them up with a with a kind word or a smile you know try not when they start going into the negative stuff you know listen to it let them vent it because that is part of the process part of the, the emotional s circle is that we have to process these emotions so be a good listener as you listen to other people's struggles you can apply those to your own life and maybe you'll be able to avoid whatever that struggle was that they had so I don't know. This has been kind of a rambly episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Just stuck in traffic, you know. Road trip. Traffic. Yay. Anyway, so this is MC. Uh, this is uh, the, the road trip edition. I hope you enjoyed it. Keep your eyes open. Cheers. <laughs>